Welcome to Hustle and Faith. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics regarding Christianity, health and wellness, beauty, and so much more. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing all things related to health and nutrition. And I'm especially excited about this episode because we have Chris, who is a protein scientist from Germany, back on the show. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hi, Tosha. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. So again, um, I, I you are just a wealth of knowledge. And so I wanted to talk a little bit more about, uh, explore some of the topics regarding diet and nutrition and some of the, the findings that you've come across. I know you're really into that world. So um, actually my latest podcast episode was kind of describing some of the reasons why I went into gardening. And so um, again, I'm really focused on like diet and nutrition and things of that nature. So always, always a pleasure to learn more about that information from you. Yeah, of course. I mean, first of all, I want to emphasize that I'm not a medical doctor yes. and I don't want to give advice to anyone, yes. but I only want to share my knowledge on diet and uh, health, um, that I have gathered over the years. Definitely, definitely. So before we began this interview, I, I asked you to save some information because you wanted to share something with me in regards to um, diet and nutrition and medication. So, um, you know, let, let's go ahead and share that with the audience. Yeah, meditation is an important uh, point to discuss. Um, everybody um, has to take time for himself or herself daily the best in the best case in order to calm down uh, it has turned out that uh, stress stress is the major or the main factor for diseases and in order to prevent diseases is a good uh, option to meditate um, daily for 15 minutes to 30 minutes that means you let everything down and you sit anywhere and you listen to something that where your focus is on that and uh, you don't bother about work or anything. It's very important because it has been shown that meditation has a positive impact on your uh, health. And uh, if you are stressed out all the time, a negative stress, of course, mm -hmm. that it will, um, the result will be a shorter life. And that's really interesting. So in, in terms of meditation, for those that are not familiar with mm -hmm. um, that particular practice, how does one go about doing that? Do you have any um, kind of like recommendations if people wanted to get started? Like, how does that work? Yeah, basically, it's a kind of relaxation technique. Mm -hmm. uh, you just relax, you are sitting or lying on the bed, for example, and you listen to a calming music. So you only listen to the music and um, there are so many YouTube videos uh, and uh, you can select one that uh, fits your uh, interest. And um, it's about, it's, it feels like when, when you're very close to getting up, you know this um, phenomenon, you are more or less uh, awake, but yeah. uh, not really, you are in a transition or yeah. condition, let's say, and uh, mm -hmm. that's more or less, um, you're able to let it go, and, uh, but you don't sleep, it's something in between. It's uh, like twilight. Yes. I, I don't know, I refer to it as kind of like twilight. I, I, I don't know if that's like a, a medical term or a fancy term, but I, I just, it's like, you're in between two different states. You're not quite yes. awake, but you're not yes. quite asleep. It's like, yes. it's peaceful. I don't, I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, the good thing is if you listen to the music, especially there's some good hypnosis uh, videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So you have to focus on the voice of, of the guy. Mm -hmm. It's not possible to think about anything else and to listen to the guy at the same time the brain is not able to do that so you have to let everything go and focus on the 
voice of the guy. So he guides you in a relaxed state. That's, um, there are a couple of videos, as I just mentioned, uh, mm -hmm. maybe 15 to 30 minutes. It's worth uh, selecting one, or you can only listen to calming music. It works also. For me, mm -hmm. uh, what I do is um, I just don't do anything. I close my eyes. I'm sitting on the chair like this, and mm -hmm. I try not to think. Or if something bothers me, then I try to think something um, to, to, to think of something positive, like being yeah. on the beach or something like that uh, to, visual, to make it visual. Uh, to make it visual for, for all, um, I'll give you a, a tiny example. You have a lemon in front of you and you take this lemon mm -hmm. and you bite into this lemon. What happens in your mouth? Um, well, to me, it just, that tangy, I'm not really into like the tangy sour taste. That, that's yes. what I think about. Your mouth is producing saliva, right? Yeah. Yes. It's a visual thing. It's not real, but by visualization, your body or your mind is not able to distinguish between visualization and reality. Ah. That's the thing. If you are stressed out, your brain is not able to distinguish if you are chased by a lion, for example, or you're stressed out because you have, um, are, are afraid of being um, or getting a disease or what else. Yeah, the, the brain is not able to distinguish uh, between those two states. And um, to make it visual, if you think of a lemon, then your mouth is producing saliva. And uh, you have to not think about a lemon, and that's a big issue. So you have to focus on a different thing, like on mm. the beach, for example. And so you can let it go or relax. What I also use, I have told you that um, the tapping technique that works also pretty well if something bothers me or I'm um, worried about something. Oh yeah, I remember that, I do. Yeah. And uh, that worked for me. I do that daily. And um, yeah. And the, the other thing is um, to have a good diet. That's very, very important because diet plays a big role in your thinking uh, process. That That is the foundation of everything. Although I have to say um, stress is number one and then is number two is uh, the diet. Let me ask you, I'm going to kind of dig deeper into the diet aspect of what you just shared. So, and, and I get it, the meditation, I, I, I definitely have been doing that a lot more. I don't know if it's like formal meditation, but like during the day, I do try to get out, get some exercise, or it's kind of funny that you mentioned the um, kind of like looking at the beach or whatever, because now I, I, my condo is on the lakefront. So I go sit outside on the balcony and I just look at the lake and the sky and it really is calming. Mm -hmm. But to your point, you've got to have both, right? So in terms of the diet, what are some of the things that we should be focused on when it comes to diet? Because it's scary to me at least. And I, and we've had this conversation before, especially in the U S we have a lot of ingredients that should not be in our foods. Um, yeah, I think it's even called SAD, right? Like the standard American diet or something like that, like, um, that acronym, because we don't necessarily eat the way that we should. So what are things that we should be focused on in terms of our diet? Yes. Uh, to eat as much as possible, uh, vegetables, fruits, mm -hmm. and to avoid, um, red meat, processed meat in general like salami or processed food because they contain a certain fat to sugar issue that triggers inflammation in your body that has been shown that's a ma major problem and uh, therefore it's important to eat as natural as possible that means for uh, to give you an example a greek yogurt mm -hmm with any kind of berries, 
raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, and you can also add um, nuts. The cho what you like, what you like the most. Yeah, and that is very powerful and very health uh, healthy. Instead of buying um, yogurt with uh, strawberries, where the labels suggest you there is strawberry rich, but it isn't. It there are uh, flavor enhancer. They trick your brain. So there's only a tiny <laughs> amount of strawberries, and that's not the solution. I mean, <laughs> your body um, deserves to get the highest quality products possible. And uh, buying each product separately, you have the complete control. Even a pizza, for example, we already talked about that. You can yeah. make it by yourself. It's, um, you can make your door by yourself. It's, uh, I wrote something down for you, mm -hmm. uh, how to make the door. I don't give you the complete recipe here, but uh, what ingredients are contained? It's, uh, let me check it out. It's, um, it's quark. You know what, uh, what that is? Wait, what is it? Quark, it's a kind of dairy product. It's quark, it's a uh, uh, high content of protein. It, it, it oh. has a high content of protein. Then a baking powder, then egg, little bit of salt and tiny amount or teaspoon of erythritol, it's uh, sugar. And huh. uh, that's the dough. And you have the complete control over your ingredients. And then you can put any, yeah, cheese, tomatoes, what you like on, on the top. That's okay. Yeah. No. What was that one? Okay. So believe it or not, I, I actually did uh, made my own pizza dough, but I did not use the ingredients you just mentioned, but um, what was the first one again, Chris? Uh, quark. It's a, uh, it's a German, um, maybe a specific word. It's how this, it's kind of cheese. Yeah. Interesting. No, I've never heard of that. Yes, and the good thing is, if you eat that, you don't, uh, if you eat uh, this kind of pizza, you cannot eat that much because you are full very soon. Okay, uh, I'm going to need you to share that ingredient with me. Um, yes. Like, like type that term in because I've never heard of that. So I'm kind of curious if we could get that over here. Um, yeah, Maybe I you have... I'm sorry for interrupting you. Maybe you can use a, um, something different that is protein rich. Um, so the dough in general in Germany, I can only talk about Germany. The dough sure. is, uh, is com it, it's um, based on wheat flour and that uh, also triggers inflammation in your body. If you use that on daily basis. There are some things you should avoid and the diet also has a big impact on your gut bacteria. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you know that, that we all of us have roughly 4.5 pounds of bacteria in our gut. And these bacteria determine whether or not you get a disease. That's fascinating. Wow. And you, the, your genes, um, you have less genes as you think. 99% of the genes in your body are not yours. These genes are from the bacteria, viruses, and parasites. And uh, the bacteria in the gut, the composition determines about disease and health. That means what when you eat refined sugar mm -hmm. in um, like candy or fast food, they also contain sugar, mm -hmm. and you, you will displace a good bacteria. And then it comes to an imbalance in your gut. And the gut is also responsible for digestion as well as for immune responses. And there's also a connection between 
a lot of diseases uh, with uh, gut, uh, gut bacteria composition. There is also a connection between the gut bacteria and Alzheimer's disease. That means if you have an imbalance of the bacteria within your gut, it might lead to Alzheimer's disease. Really? So if you yes. have an imbalance yes. in your, 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 your gut, yeah. that is connected to Alzheimer's? Yes. I did not know that, but yeah, I guess. Not, not only to Alzheimer's, to, to many diseases. Because if you eat uh, sugar-rich foods, then it triggers inflammation in your body and inflammation is not good in general. And uh, sugar leads to overweight, to diabetes, to uh, high blood um, pressure, mm. and different other diseases. I mean, sugar itself is not bad, but the dosage is the problem. So it is recommended to take a certain amount of or to eat a certain amount of sugar daily. And the people here in Germany eat four times more. And that's a hidden sugar. I mean, not the obvious sugar you take yeah. and you put in the coffee or in the tea, it's something hidden in the processed foods. See, that's what I'm talking about. So I'm curious, is the daily intake of sugar that we should be having, is that based on that person's weight and age, or is there like a standard of how much it's sugar? Standard. What is the I standard? Mean, I, I, um, in Germany, you know? it's, I think, I'm not sure. Uh, it's roughly 20 grams. Uh, I have to- Per day? Yes, per day, yeah, yeah. Oh, we get so much more in that in a soda or a drink. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's a main issue. I mean, I mean uh, 20, Grams, that's the hidden sugar found in different processed foods. That's a problem. Oh my goodness. Like that. And I mean, I also saw a documentary on depression. There was a woman who suffered from depression and she ate too much sugar. Mm -hmm. And uh, then she cut it down. And the result was that the depression vanished, um, but she needed the candy or the chocolate in order to compensate her bad feelings. She felt alone and um, that's the main issue. Uh, I mean, if you eat candy or chocolate, it's connected to a specific emotion. If you're bored or you want to you reward yourself, then you see in front of you the candy or the chocolate and then you eat, you feel happy, right? That's the main issue. And you have to break that up. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, something um, to have, to, has, um, to, have be, um, to, to be considered. Interesting. Well, some of that could be, so yeah, a part of that is the diet, right? So she was correlating her happiness based on the chocolate from what I'm yes. hearing from you, right? So meditation could help out with some of that too, right? Like making sure that your stress level is down, making sure that you're more in tune with your feelings, right? Absolutely, because stress also triggers uh, cravings. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're stressed out, you want to compensate that, you eat more chocolate. That's something, uh, yeah, a big issue. Therefore, you can do something different. You can exercise, yeah, instead oh, yeah. of eating chocolate, or you can replace that habit by something else. Mm -hmm. But overall, it's very important to have, or it's, it is recommended to have only two to three meals a day and not to snack in between. That's an, another issue. <laughs> I'm guilty of that one. Um, yeah, no, you're right. It's so difficult trying to figure out like these different rules because you and I talked about this before, but remember, like, wasn't there something where I can't remember what diet that was, where you could have like six meals a day or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like it was, um, 
it was a type of diet where you could have like six small meals. Like supposedly that was better than the three, two to three meals mm-hmm. based on intermittent fasting. So you think that it's better to have the intermittent fasting rather than the six little meals a day. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, basically if you eat the right things, mm-hmm. it's not a big problem to eat two or three meals a day without snacking in between. Unless you have gastritis, mm-hmm. then it's better to have small meals. But uh, the signs or the show that it's better to have two or three meals only. And I have three meals only. That's possible. That's not a big. I have to emphasize that I don't eat sugar. I mean, I try to reduce it as much as possible. I don't eat uh, candy or chocolate or very barely at all yes i don't how do you how do you do that how as i told you uh the the candy thing or the chocolate thing is emotionally connected to a habit maybe i'm stressed out then i want to compensate that by eating candy and i used this uh, tapping technique that helped me out and um Besides that, I had some issues with my stomach and my intestine because it was an excess of sugar. I didn't have any uh, problems with overweight, but I had other issues. And um, okay, that sounds yeah, like yeah. that I have a sweet tooth. So it's yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand that. Um, however, it's important not to overdo that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to. When you eat something, um, when you chew food, it's very important to chew it properly 20 to 40 times. Hmm. It has to be broken down into very small pieces. And uh, it it is known that if you chew properly, it means uh, it should be very, very small. Mm -hmm. Even if you have a smoothie, you should also chew, chew it. Really? Yes, yeah, yeah. Not uh, 20 to 40 times, but you should uh, chew it as well. Because uh, your stomach has less work than to perform. Because the digestion starts in your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing, and then it goes uh, to the, down to the stomach. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the digestion is um, not completed, but it's... Um, continued and uh, you can lose weight by proper chewing up to more than 20 pounds a year Wait, with, 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 without changing your diet yes if you eat slowly and chew properly then you can lose more than 20 pounds per year uh, that was shown in a documentary here in Germany And the trick is when you chew slowly and eat slowly and you are not distracted by anything, by seeing, uh, watching TV or uh, anything else. So when you eat, you should eat nothing else, not eat and work at the same time. It doesn't work for your brain. You won't notice. No, 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 it doesn't work. Okay. It's better to take the time for eating. So focus on your food and nothing else and then take time half an hour and chew everything properly it's very very important especially for for the bacteria in the, your gut that's uh, something uh, i wanted to share it's very very important and w- there's another trick you can drink uh, water before a meal, 30 minutes. Before a meal. So you yeah. prepare your stomach for for digestion. And um, yeah. There, uh... Oh, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Go no, ahead. no, go ahead. I was just going to say um, that one I'm definitely guilty of. I, a lot of times I will work and eat at the same time. So um I guess, I don't know. I'm just wired that way. So I'll work and eat at the same time. But then 
I do try to go for a walk afterwards, but you're mm-hmm. stating that you should really just, if you're going to eat, just eat separately, not multitask at the same time. I just want to make sure yes. that's what. Yes. Yes. Why because, is that? Uh, that's- that it's a visual. I mean, you see what is on your plate, mm-hmm. but doing that uh, consciously, you will for sure eat less. That's the thing because you do, or all of us do many things unconsciously. For example, we grab for candy, chocolate, and we, we cannot remember how much we ate. So when you eat something, it's better to eat consciously. Even if you take chocolate, put it into your mouth and chew it very, very slowly and you will notice how sweet it is it is awful sweet it's not good to be honest you will it's a different taste when you put it on the tongue and -hmm. let it melt chocolate and you you will notice a significant sweetness that's for me for me it was very painful i couldn't eat any other piece Really? So how long did it take you to kind of, okay. So for someone like me, okay. (laughs) I have a sweet tooth. I will be the first person to admit it. I am not like overweight, but I've gained a couple pounds. Um, But I know that's due to me having the sweet tooth and not um, exercising as much. Right. So if I'm trying to kind of get to the point where you're at, how did you, kind of get that started was it really focused on meditation or just being more intentional with how you were eating like Mm -hmm. how did you get to the point where you are right now where your diet doesn't have that much um consist of that much sugar yeah in my case it was an emotional issue Ah. every time i was stressed out (laughs) i needed chocolate gotcha Uh, yeah that, that that was a problem for me and yeah, over the time, I needed more and more and more and more. And uh, then I destroyed my intestine. I mean, mm-hmm. that was something, um, a bad experience. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's very difficult to change your habits. Yeah. I know that. Uh, and what I did, uh, I stopped uh, adding sugar into my coffee. Mm. Uh, because I, I I used to add more than two teaspoons. Okay. I, I overdid it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and uh, from yeah, I stopped it immediately, and I have drinking that black without milk, without anything. It Wait, was very milk? very hard. Without mm-hmm. milk. Yes, without milk. Okay. I'm it not was a very hard. person, but I could. Yeah, not. yeah, yeah. But it took, I think, two weeks until I got used to it. It takes time. Okay. Um, I mean, it's not a big problem. I think if you eat uh, occasionally candy or chocolate, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's it can get to a problem if uh, if you do that emotionally. Um, because one, if you eat chocolate, then your blood sugar level increases and then you are more hungry than before. That's a, the main issue. And the excess of sugar is stored in your belly, around your belly. So it's fat then. I mean, it's converted into fat. The energy, I mean, sugar is energy and energy is useful. However, it's, it is stored in the liver and the muscles. If you if the body needs energy, it can take it out from the muscles of the liver. And the excess of sugar is stored in your body. It's fat. That's a bad thing. And you don't need sugar for living. The body is able to uh, metabolize fat and um, protein or amino acids in order to gain energy. And uh, your muscles, are composed of amino acids or proteins. You can survive or uh, without sugar, but you cannot survive without fat and protein. 
your brain is made of more than 50%, I think, much more uh, of fat, especially omega-3 fatty acids. And that is found basically in fish or fish mm. oil uh, uh, pills. It's very important. You know, yeah. I'm kind of curious too, what, what are your thoughts in terms of, okay, so I know someone that's studying uh, Chinese medicine and typically after your meal, and I, I never thought about this. A lot of times, if you go to like Asian restaurants, they'll um, offer you like tea or something hot after mm-hmm. you eat. I never thought about that. Like technically, instead of having, a, at least in the US, I think it's mostly an American thing. Like we have water with ice and all of our drinks are typically cold. But I was learning um, from my friend that technically after you eat, you should have something warm. What, have you heard of that? No, no, it's the first time. I, I know if you have um, stomach issues, you should drink something warm. But that is something new to me. Yeah. No, she was telling me you should have something warm. Like typically you'll have like tea. Um, At least she was telling me, um, and and she's from China and she was just, and she's studying Chinese medicine. And she was telling Mm. me that technically after you eat, you want to have something warm on your stomach because think about it. She's like, you're digesting your food. Mm -hmm. And if you have something cold, picture it turning yes. food into sludge. And I never thought about that. The, the visual is like, oh, because sometimes, because I really do, I, I have digestive issues that pretty much runs in my family. And so eating has always been not most, <laughs> not always the most pleasant thing. Um, and so oftentimes my food would feel like a rock. And then I thought about that. Like, I don't know, I, there's something to that. I mean, what, I heard the opposite, not to drink anything to a meal because you dilute the uh, really? acid in the stomach. Yes. Huh. Uh, uh, but I don't know what is the best choice. I don't okay. know. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. I mean, it's logical not to drink something uh, while you are eating because you dilute the acid in your stomach. And uh, with uh, the older you get, the uh, less... Uh, um, acid is produced in your stomach and um, that's uh, another issue Um, because the acid is required for digestion as well Mm -hmm. and to kill uh, viruses and parasites or bad bacteria as well interesting interesting so I'm kind of curious so what does your diet look like like what does it really consist of is it do you do a lot of um, meal prepping, um, like fish, or like how do you stay so on top? Because you seem very disciplined, and mm, I don't think that it is a discipline. is It's more about habit. Ah, I, I, I you don't. I don't. Um, I mean, occasionally I also eat chocolate. That's not the. Or I eat a piece of cake or something like that that's i think okay um it's you shouldn't be extreme i think it won't work yeah if you say okay i don't eat any chocolate anymore it uh, it won't work at all because the pressure is too high Hmm. in my opinion it's better to to find to make small steps in my case i made a big step uh, but I had to because I had some severe issues. But it's better to do that slowly because the sugar is kind of drug and you are, all of us are addicted to it. And it's better to, to reduce the sugar consumption over time instead of cutting it down completely from one day to, to the other day. It's very hard. It's not about discipline and I don't miss anything. And it's about, I feel much better. First of all, I, feel, I see the benefits uh, from changing my diet. I have three meals a day and um, the breakfast is uh, Greek yogurt, uh, different kinds of uh, berries mm-hmm. and oatmeal. And for lunch, I have a lot of vegetables, uh, chicken, 
um, sometimes um, fish. Twice a week, I try to eat as much as possible fish because it contains uh, the good fatty acids. And for, uh, for dinner, I eat um, the self-prepared uh, bread with uh, cheese and um, vegetables and salad, something like that. And uh, I, it's very good and I feel much better than before. I have to say, yeah, that's the big issue. When you don't recognize um, what lacks, maybe you develop a deficiency in something when you eat the wrong things. Yeah, it can happen very quickly. Uh, especially sugar, sugar is known to bind vitamin C and vitamin C is uh, very good for your skin. And uh, sugar is also known to uh, promote aging. That's another issue. Really? Yeah, the skin aging. Uh, the skin ages mass of, uh, much faster. Yeah. With sugar? Yeah. So not so much because you, you think when you think about skin aging, it's more so because of being out you, in the sun, you know, at least that's what we've been told. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another issue as well. However, this uh, sugar um, has a negative impact on your skin. You can measure that. You get more wrinkles and the, the color of your skin is not that good. Maybe you also get pimples, something like that. It's uh, the, the skin represents uh, your health state, let's say. If you have something, there's an imbalance in your, in your body, it will be exposed to the outside for an example is overweight. That's the obvious one because there's an imbalance. You see that. Or when you, yeah, you see a lot of diseases based on your diet. Interesting. And it's so, it, it really is amazing to me how much our diet can help us, you know, protect our immune system, right? So I'm just kind of curious what type of, I guess education or training, if you will, do, does, do medical practitioners over in Germany receive? Because over here, <laughs> um, it doesn't seem like a lot of doctors really focus on nutrition. And in fact, not even doesn't seem, they don't. So for a doctor to be a doctor in the US, many times they only receive like 19 hours, I think I read somewhere. And all of those hours of becoming a doctor only about 19 hours are dedicated to nutrition. And on top of that, it's not even mandatory. So I'm curious how, how, what type of importance is, is nutrition placed over in Germany? Yeah, we have the same issue here. I think okay. that the most doctors, uh, they don't know much about nutrition. They only treat symptoms. Yeah, that's the main- <laughs> that's Disturbing to me. Problem. And uh, they treat symptoms and that's something, it's better to prevent a disease instead of treat a disease. I think because we have to take medications and basically they are artificial, they are chemicals and they damage your body in general. So you can avoid a lot of things like diabetes or blood, uh, high blood um, pressure. And, uh, by exercising and having the right diet. But if you take uh, medications against uh, blood, high blood pressure, yeah, then you will also experience uh, side effects and that damages your tissues and your body over the time. And that's a big problem. Hmm. Yeah, no, it is a big problem, I think too, because there's so much of a correlation between diet, exercise, stress. And it seems like everyone's more focused on treating symptoms instead of, well, I know treating the symptoms makes you more money, right? <laughs> uh, yes. Instead and, of prevention. <laughs> and what I would like to add is uh, the food industry has developed and reacted or has reacted to the uh, consumer demands. Um, everyone wants 
something or product that is convenient and easy to use and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, easy to prepare and fast. And they use in Germany, I don't know um, how it is in, in the US and they use the cheapest ingredients possible. They use uh, flavor enhancers, they use things, um, other things that are known to be not healthy if you eat too much of them. And, uh, but if you see what people buy, it's something, I see myself how I used to be, uh, but uh, the, most people eat unhealthy stuff. And uh, many people are here overweight, uh, roughly 70% of the citizens are overweight. And with really? each pound hmm. on, on your belly or on your body, you increase the probability to get cancer. That's something that's uh, uh, the, the reason for overweight is sugar, nothing else, not fat not protein, sugar alone, the refined sugar. You can eat carbohydrates, but whole grains or whole grain products, noodles or other things or bread, that's okay because there's a lot of fiber and that's very good for your gut. But the, the, the refined sugar is very bad. You don't need that. It's, I know you feel better and it's something, it's a very cheap ingredient that food industry uses in order to make a product more, uh, to add a product more flavor. You know, that's a big issue. Yeah. It's very cheap. And if you see at the label, then you will be shocked. You, won't, you will, uh, would not expect to, to have sugar and certain products like pinkles or what else, I don't know. That there is something I'm wondering, they add to anything sugar and the people get addicted without knowing that. That's a big issue. And uh, it, it, uh, one doctor said, one famous doctor in Germany said that we will experience a pandemic in overweight people uh, until 2030. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Because the people don't exercise. I mean, you should take six to 10,000 steps a day. That's very good to keep your bowel intestine working. You should move a lot. Otherwise, the, the intestine doesn't work properly. You, you have to move down the foot, you know, to yeah. the exit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's very important to move a lot, but the average steps the people take here are 70 to 80 hundred. Uh, that's a big issue. They're far away from the six to 10,000 steps a day. That Did you say 70, wait. Se 700. 700 steps is typically what, how many and, steps are taken in Germany? Yes, in average, and it really? should be... That's no walking. They're not walking at all. Yes, exactly. Yeah, wow. That's, uh, it should be 6,000 to 10,000 steps a day. Wow. Okay, I'm just and, thinking about that. That's like, you're just sitting at the computer all day. You're not even like, wow. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yes, and... Um, Besides that, you should exercise three times a week, three, 30 minutes. That's very important to keep your muscles uh, in, in, in shape. That's very important. If you don't do any, uh, anything for your body, it's, uh, you neglect your body. That's not good uh, for health, your health. I mean... The problem is uh, most people start to change something if they get a disease. Yeah, that's but true. You, I mean, doing everything right, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will don't you that you don't get any disease, but you lower the prob uh, the the risk of getting one. True, true. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's interesting that you said that about the steps. So I actually have a Fitbit. <laughs> um, 
you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, do you, you guys have those, right? Fitbits? Fitbits? What is that? That's, um, so it's kind of like, it's not an Apple watch, but it's. Ah, okay. Yeah. I know, I know like, what like, you mean. Yeah. It's, it's literally, um, I, Fitbit Versa is the one that I have. And so it keeps track of your steps and, um, exercise and all that good stuff. So that's one thing that I have been more cognizant of is trying to make sure that I get up enough, um, so that's why I was like 700 steps. I'm like, that's nothing. So mm. I, I'm just like, that's, I'm in awe of that because again, like you said, it was between 6,000 to 10,000. And I really do try to make sure I get 10,000 for folks that are having issues that, um, trying to make sure they get their steps in. I, this may be extreme for some folks, but for me, it helps, but having like an app or something to tell you, if you're yes. so used to sitting that long period of time tells you to get up, you know, move, do things of that nature, like that, then just buy something like that to help you. But 700 steps, that's just insane. Like you're not moving at all. No, no. Especially many people stay at home and uh, do home office right now. That's true. I'm one and, of them, but still, you got Yeah, it. yeah. But it depends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very important to move and not to only sit. I, I know how convenient it is to only yeah. lie anywhere and uh, watch TV and eat chips. I mean, I, I mean, the chips or chips in general, it's something I cannot eat anymore because when I start, I can't. I cannot stop eating. It's not possible. I, it's something in it that makes me, uh, yeah, I cannot stop eating it. Interesting. Do you, so are there, is it like certain ingredients in the chips, like some yes. sort of preservative that? Okay. Yeah, a certain amount of sugar and fat, this combination and in a specific ratio. And it's kind of addiction. I mean, I, when I, take one mm -hmm. then I have to take the second and third and I cannot stop I have to eat the complete box it's not possible to stop for me ah. it's the, it doesn't have to do with discipline you cannot do anything against it because the composition it triggers and kind of addiction you have to otherwise you I feel nervous you know that's something mm -hmm. The four, I think nutrition or diet, it doesn't have to do something with uh, discipline. It's more about to, to choose the right foods. And then you, it's not a big deal to change your habits, I think. It's not about discipline. It, hurt, it, it sounds like you, you do something, um, you want something and you will make it. It's not true. It's not possible. I mean, if you have an emotion, you cannot... Uh, impact that. So you're saying, yeah, basically what you're saying is like, you need to make it more of a lifestyle. It can't, yes. you, and yes. then, I guess I, yeah, I see what you mean by not using the word discipline because discipline means that more so, okay, this is my decision and this uh, is it. I'm going to make it happen no matter what. But if you have that attitude, mm -hmm. you're more inclined to fail. So you need yeah. to view it from a lifestyle change. Yeah. And you, if you change your, your diet uh, habits you won't miss anything it's not something it's not a torture you don't lose uh, life quality no the opposite is the case you feel much fitter you are more concentrated you are not that tired if i don't eat sugar for example if or if i eat less sugar that's a big point to mention so eating less sugar is actually going to give you more energy and it's going to give yes. you more of that yes. natural energy because yes. many times we grab sugar just for that quick fix, if you will, just to give you that small boost of energy. But that crash is just as <laughs> that crash from the sugar um, is just as uh, it's actually the opposite effect, right? Yeah. It's a short term effect. And yeah. Maybe. Um, there was another study it has been shown that your decision is what you make right now for example 
is based on that what you ate one or two hours before. If you ate a protein-rich meal, then you're more tolerant. If you eat more uh, a meal uh, with more sugar, then you're you are inclined to be more intolerant. Hmm. And that has been shown that uh, maybe the same thing and you make different decisions based on what you ate before. That's really totally strange. That is, well. Yeah, I don't understand that. that It does. I, I don't understand that either. However, it it seems that the 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 food you eat has an impact on your thoughts and on your decisions at that moment. Maybe you will decide differently when you eat something like protein-rich meal. I don't know. That's something really fascinating that people who eat a lot of sugar are more imbalanced yeah. with their thoughts is that what you're yes, saying yes y- yes yeah yeah uh, you know what okay this is super interesting to me because it, it doesn't make sense but at the same time it does so are, are you familiar with the term food desert chris do you know that term food desert not that's okay um that's because you guys actually care about your citizens. I feel like over there more so than over here. Um, so food deserts are more prevalent in certain areas in the U S what that term means is that these are areas where mostly like, um, folks that are, I don't know how to say like in poorer areas, Um, They tend to have like a lot of like um, black or Latino or more like immigrant areas, if you will. These are areas that lack grocery stores. Okay. They lack areas. uh, This area has very few like farmers markets, grocery stores. Most of the folks will do their shopping, sadly, in like a convenience store or a gas station. And the gas stations over here are nothing but processed foods. Mm-hmm. And sugar. And so when you said that, that whole point about there being a correlation between people making bad decisions and like processed foods in their diet, it got me thinking like sometimes in these areas too, um, not as much money is invested in these areas. And, and some of that is because some of these areas tend to have um, higher rates of crime and whatnot. Now there's a whole litany of reasons for that. And I'm not going to get into that right now, but it's kind of interesting. Could some of that be tied to food, them not having access to proper nutrition? I never thought about that. Yeah. I I think that the diet or what you eat, we have an idiom in Germany. You are that what you eat. Yeah. You are what you, and we say you are what you eat over here. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and now I understand what, what it is meant with that. Mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, uh, okay, it's it, the diet and the composition um, of the diet is the basis. Of course, um, the stress, if the people um, don't have enough money and they cannot afford um certain things but the main problem is um that um, many people don't know this uh, about diet and uh, i didn't do that either and uh, you have to google that you can find everything on google nowadays but you have to gather all information and it it is very time consuming but it's my hobby and therefore it's possible to share my knowledge no, I love that. I, I love that. I'm, I'm passionate about nutrition as well. And you, you and I, we've had so yeah. many conversations about it. So no, I, I love that as well. Um, I do have one last question for you though, yeah. in terms of, so, and again, I spoke about this in my last episode, but we have a lot of issues. In my opinion, it seems like a lot of these pharmaceutical companies are starting to in a weird way, partner with food brands, if you will. And they're inserting a lot of ingredients that 
are deemed illegal over in Europe. So I'm curious, are you seeing from Germany like a, a more stricter approach to what is being put into the foods over there? Hopefully this makes sense what I'm saying, because over here, mm. there's so many things that we just, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Like we we're allowing all these preservatives and things that are found in processed foods. We're okay. Right. But then if I were to try to export those same foods to Europe, it's a no. So I'm okay. kind of curious how strict are, is, <laughs> is Germany in terms of, um, kind of those two being <laughs> so closely uh, together? Oh, that's a very difficult question. I don't know, to be honest, but in- Just your opinion, nothing. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I think <laughs> that's strict, but in my opinion, not strict enough. Mm. Uh, because uh, there are some processed foods you can buy that contain 20 ingredients, uh, names I didn't, have um i didn't uh never heard, heard of <laughs> yeah heard of yeah 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 um that's it, it is uh, suggested it is suggested to only select um foods with only five ingredients in it not more if there are more than five ingredients it is supposed to be not good even vegetables you have vegetables mixed up in a bag it looks very good. And if you look at the label, they add sugar and other things stabilize us. And that's not the best choice. You can buy frozen vegetables. That's no big deal, but it shouldn't contain any additional things. Got at it. least uh, the list of the ingredients should be not too long. What about like with dried fruits. What are your thoughts on that? Because like we went, now I'm thinking about it. I saw something the other day cause I'm, I'm really into reading my ingredients and like, it was like dried mango slices. And it said something like sulfic acid or something. I can't remember what the exact ingredient was but I was just like, was that needed? <laughs> it's like when it comes to dried fruits. Yes. I yeah. I wonder about uh, that. It's yeah i don't know about but you have the sugar i mean fruits yeah. also contain sugar yeah but, however an apple also contains fructose however it is differently released in in your body than having a juice of apples mm. and when you have dry foods then you have the sugar concentrated and i think it's not the best choice got it got it i it's just better learned. to eat the natural product it's better in my opinion it's more convenient to have the dry things they're more they're sweeter sure, yeah i think however you can eat that occasionally mm -hmm. that's i think it's always a question of balance sure yeah i think but i don't eat uh, dried fruit at all hmm. maybe i should take that step too <laughs> Unless I did it myself. I mean, I do have I, air fryer. I, I mean, if you don't snack, then it's okay. If if you eat it after a meal, then in my opinion, that's okay. But wait, if you... Wait, most people have it as a snack. You're saying if you, if you eat it after a meal? What do you mean by that? Immediately after a meal, you have lunch and then you, you eat this uh, dried fruit. Then it's okay. When you eat it later, one or two hours later, then it can become an issue in really? terms of increasing the blood sugar level. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Now I never would. Why, why is it different? Because I ate it after lunch than one or two hours later. That doesn't. I think I if you eat something, because if you eat that on an empty stomach, mm -hmm. it's different than when you are full and you add something. That's not the best choice, of course. It's better to have the natural product, but it's better to eat it to lunch or with lunch instead of eating it separately in between as a snack. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. 
that's an option if you want to stick with uh, dried fruits then i would go for eating it immediately after lunch and that's okay but not in the evening in the evening uh, you we should eat less carbohydrates or sugar mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it should be more protein fat and rich foods Chris, or salad vegetables yeah when you eat candy or something like that it's better to eat that in the morning um, for breakfast because because you will metabolize that over the day otherwise if you eat that too late then it will be stored okay don't give your body to eat candy in early in the morning <laughs> Yeah, but the balance. <laughs> the sweet tooth. All I heard was, wait, that's good. I can eat that for breakfast. Um, okay, I can do that. <laughs> but overall, I mean, if you eat occasionally uh, candy or chocolate, yeah. I think it's not a big problem. No, no, I, understand. I mean, the life should be enjoyable or and not a torture. You, you know what yes. I mean? <laughs> okay. No, I completely understand. Um, Chris, you are a wealth of information. You know, I thoroughly enjoy our uh, conversations. And again, I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to come on the show. You're welcome. Thank you, Tosha. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, leaving a review, donating, or making a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Pinterest. And remember, if you're everything to everyone, then you risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode.